Welcome to another edition of IWTV Guide, your guide to what's on independentwrestling.tv. I'm Jared Jayhawk Hawkins. I'm being joined as always by Jay Gold. After a very exciting AIW J-Lit weekend, um, I'm really glad to talk wrestling with you both and uh, good to be here. And also being joined by, as always by the lovely and talented Marky. I survived the weekend live. It was a blast. But hi, everyone. I, I, and I, let's talk about it. By the way, our number, our pick, the 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 IWTV guide pick to win it all. Derek Dillinger takes home the intense title. I could not have been happier. Look, we all know how to pick winners here for sure. <laughs> we really do. We pick them. We know exactly what it takes to pick a winner. And uh, I honestly am very impressed with our that we jumped on that Derek Dillinger bandwagon many many moons ago. We stayed on it. We did not jump off of it. And now he is the intense champ. The possibilities of matches are absolutely endless. I love it. And then, and all kinds of matches. I mean, Derek's been wanting that intense title for a while. And he won the guy that's been hurt by them being combined for so long anyway. But he hasn't had that shot. Got the shot. He took advantage of it. And he, I think he's going to hold it for a while. I, currently hope I, mean, so. I mean, you both read the show. Tell me about the vibes of that main event. Because that main event was absolutely one of the more... It felt like a Japanese, you know, uh, like Okada, like Kenny Omega style, very intense, very hard hitting. I mean, there was uh, the the spot where they did the sleeper hold and they rolled into the floor. That was one of the sickest sounds I've I've ever heard. And I wasn't even I didn't even have headphones. I was watching at the beach and I saw that and I was like, oh, no, like I thought that this this match was over at that point. That was a sick uh, segment segue going into the, the the final of that match. Great. It was just a great match. I was not actually at the show, and I actually don't have a scene all of night two. And I'll talk about oh. that. I'll, I'll talk about that in a minute. I lost my entire fucking Sunday for no reason. We'll talk about that in a second. <laughs> I, I was there, and I was definitely, I was very high energy uh, about this. And yeah, no, I was super into this match. How was the crowd, Mars? Was it, was it insane during that match? Oh, for sure. Yeah, 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 yeah. The whole the whole weekend was a, a good like a pretty good crowd I'd say. That's awesome. It's I'll tell you what to go like fresh meat. Um, boy, it's really interesting how wrestling how people that haven't seen wrestling for the first time treat wrestling. So that's true, huh? None of those people have ever seen it. Not really. This is the all the all the people coming to support their you know their their family that graduated the academy. But the parents didn't really know what their kids were doing. Like, I mean. They probably they know. I assume they know what wrestling is, but it's not like they probably attended any like live events. Yeah, yeah, definitely not any independent ones. That's for sure. I uh, I, I saw a lot of tweets and a lot of people writing about um about you know what watching the these the the Fresh Meats parents you know so excited and their their fan base and just the way that the AIW instructors and like the veterans were able to like flip the switch and be the heels in the match. And I I think amazing. It was an amazing show. And I had a chance to sit and watch through the whole thing. It was great. Oh yeah. It was for sure. Very fun. It's very much set the stage for Saturday night. Outstanding. Yeah. Well, my plan was to at least watch night two of the tournament on on Sunday night, but I got through the most ridiculous fucking postponement of a major league baseball game ever. Like there was no goddamn reason for that shit. (laughs) I forgot to ask you about that. That oh. reading your uh, reading your hour by hour as you sit at the Guardian Stadium, wondering when the game was going to start with no rain. You were sitting in the daytime, 
and they had a and they had a uh, a tarp on the field is outstanding. Okay, so we got it was greening when we got there. Tarp on the field, no problem. About eleven thirty or so, they they don't roll the tarp up, but they take it off the infield. They're working on the infield. Uh, they're working on the warning track. Warning track had standing water on it. I mean, there are puddles on the fucking warning track. But they're out there with squeegee trying to get the water off. No problem. We go to get something to drink. We go back to our seat to start raining just in that interim that we're getting drink. And they got the tarp back on the field. Okay, no big deal. It rained for like 10 minutes. Game post start at 12.05. Rain stopped about 12.30. And they're not, not only are they not taking the tarp off the field, but they're not working on the warning track. And they're not working on the warning track. And they're not working on the warning track. And then, like, 115, I see Terry Francona and a couple of the umpires walking around the outfield talking about something, and Tony LaRuca coming over, and they're all talking. And they're not taking the tarp off the field, and they're not working on the warning track. And it's, like, 130. And then they announce over the PA, we are working in conjunction with Major League Baseball to see if the field is playable. We'll have an update in 50 to 90 minutes. We're already 90 minutes after the start of this fucking game. And they're telling it's going to be a minimum of another 50 to 90 minutes. At this point, I'm like, you know what? I don't. It's not going to do any good. But I'm going to fan service and can like, hey, here's what the fuck going on. Can we get an actual answer as to what's going on? And I go over there and I tell them, hey, it, I know it's not your fault, but they just announced that it's going to be another 60, 90 minutes before they make a decision. It hasn't rained for an hour. No one's working on the field. Can we get an explanation of some court? They and there happened to be a supervisor walking behind me, and I asked them that, so they 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 call them over. And the supervisor telling me, well, they're having trouble getting the outfield drained, which is why we have the standing water, because they're trying to let Mother Nature run its court. We've got the state-of-the-art fucking drainage system. Why the fuck are we waiting for the field to fucking drain? Like, it's like was, a little league. Yeah. What, I mean, when I was in little league, we'd be raking the fucking outfield grass, trying to get the water at a manageable level to play the fucking game. Like, we would have played by this point in little league, too. Like, it's just ridiculous. And it's like, well, isn't it the home team call before the game starts? Well, no, because it's the last time the White Cock are scheduled to be in town, Major League Baseball take over take over the final decision. They're in fucking New York. They don't know what the goddamn oh field looks like. Or why Major League Baseball making the <laughs> decision? And the supervisor's like, well, I hear we've got a window until about 5 or 6 o'clock before it starts raining again. And I'm going, so it's a little bit after one thirty now. They're saying it's going to be probably 3 o'clock before they make a decision. Then if they decide they're going to try to play the game, you're looking at at least 3.30, quarter four before they start to play, and it's going to start raining again at 5 o'clock. The math does not work in the fuck out. Like, why are we here? <laughs> and sure enough, 3 o'clock rolled around, they called the fucking game. We can out there for four fucking hours. Three-hour uh, rain, three rain, three hour rain delay. Three-hour rain delay. They give you money? They give you a uh, rain check? We got we have, we have, we have <laughs> a rain check. We, we, <laughs> that's what they call it. He's not even joking. I, yeah, <laughs> they do. They really, Marcy, they really do call it a rain check. <laughs> but but yeah, I've got the game exchange for another game, and it can actually a game that I've got scheduled tickets for from another fucking rainout. I'm like, I've already got two tickets for this game from another rainout. Can I just make it four for that game now? Oh yeah, we can do that for you. But, but two and two and a half hours, we got there, not a drop of fucking rain. Nobody out on the field, even acting like they're trying to work on the fucking field. Oh, the field's not not playable. Work not fucking playable. You didn't work on the fucking thing. Well, your your meltdown on Twitter was worth it for me. <laughs> now, I, I, but I will. I gotta ask: At any point, did you decide maybe I'll just leave? Yeah, it, the the point would have come eventually, just because I was with my son today with the first day of school. Like at some point, I would have had to go home and get him to bed. But my but what I was afraid of, and what would have fucking happened because of my luck, I would have been like, "Fuck it, we've been here for four hours. Let's go home." 
we would have gone on the rapid to Shaker Height, and five minutes after we got on that fucking train, they would have been like, "We're playing," and then well, I would have been out, I, and then I would have been out the fucking money for the ticket. Well, I will be at the Met game on Friday night, and my understanding is that Degrom is going to pitch so against the Rockies, so I might see a, a, a no hitter. You never know. Hopefully, 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 you have better outfield fucking drainage of a cricket field. Jeez, I am, I am pretty sure City Field drains very well, but oh, I thought Bergerka Field did too the, until uh, yesterday. So, <laughs> and it, and I just want to remind everyone you're listening to a wrestling podcast while we <laughs> while we do this. Ridiculous, Coherent the thing, like I, like I mean, I kind of get the, I kind of get the explanation, and like it's only what you can do if the field doesn't drain. But at the same point, to the average fan that was there, it looked like they weren't trying to play the game they fought before they called it. Because it just looked like they were just trying to milk a cut of our souvenir slash concussion money. White Sox fans think they canceled the game on purpose because they didn't have to have Keith pitch against them. And everybody that's not, not involved with any other two teams just think Cleveland's a fucking laughing stock because the Browns are a laughing stock anyway. So the only people that the only the only the only people that are really pumped off are the fucking fans that got there. Now, Jiggle, this is what we, we like to call evergreen content it's very important yes i i agree and and yes it would be baseball talk in the middle of the summer is perfect it could be the all heat no heater segment on at odds but if they, <laughs> if, they, if they did it about baseball into oh, the fucking and hurt, speaking hurt. of uh, speaking of at odds if i can for a moment uh adam van is coming out here on friday he's taking a two and a half plus hour drive to my house and we're going to go on a uh doll safari out in Long Island. Mars, we're going out to Lake oh, Road. Oh, that's where Sports Plus used to be. Yeah, right, right. It's called uh, Time Warp Toys and Retro Relics. We're going out there. And actually, some sad news, the um, the uh, wrestling universe in Long Beach has closed. So we're down to only two wrestling universes. I'm about to ask that's... you if that was going to be one of it, one of its stop while you were out there, but you, you answered yeah, that question. Yeah, we'll stop at the one. We'll, yeah, we'll probably go to the one in Queens and Comac, but unfortunately, the... Uh, the uh, wrestling universe in um, in Long Beach apparently is gone. So that's that's sad. It was right by my in laws' home out there. But um, it, oh, and and also it, podcast related, I will be with uh, Austin from If You Catch My Griff tomorrow with my brother. We'll be at his uh, at his boat restaurant called the Baylander on 125th Street. Me, Austin, and my brother. If anybody wants to come and hang out. I love how you just casually mentioned Comac like anybody outside of Long Island know where the fuck that is. I know where that is. And I hope that people who listen to the show uh, know a little bit about it. And the only reason I even know about Comac and I listen to John Arecki podcast and it, and because he based in Long Island, he br- it, it's been brought up there a few times. Mm-hmm. This has been Long Island talk. <laughs> yeah, this talk this talk will get us a little bit of notice and, uh, and the talk about uh, provolone and uh, mozzarella mix from Cleveland has gotten some play today on the old Twitter machine. Marcy and I having that conversation with uh, Dustin Alberti of uh, AIW color commentary fame. Not about it. Not about (laughs) it. (laughs) Me neither. (laughs) uh, Don't get me on a cheat discussion. We'll never get the fucking rock playing. Let's go over what guys guys are going to be on IWTV Uh, that quick. What's on IWTV? Thursday, August 25th, 8 p.m. Eastern Time. Wrestling Open, Epico 34. Already signed for that card. Bobby Orlando against Channing Thomas. And Bright Donovan against Kidney Bacabella. That is not a typo. That is not a typo. (laughs) Kidney Bacabella got the big win over Hornswoggle this week. Now he got a Bright Donovan. He got got a winning streak going. Didn't he also pee his pants this last week? 
Uh, probably. Saturday, August 27th, 3 p.m. Eastern Time. Black Label Pro presents Total Eclipse of the Heart, featuring the Black Label Pro Rumble, as well as Eric Stevens against Ikea Broner on that card. Excellent. Yes. Saturday, August 27th, 3 p.m. Eastern. IKW No Hold Bard presents Pit Fighter X Battle of the Tough Guys Show 1. And that's the that the Battle of Tough Guys in a tournament, so that show will consist of the eight first round matches. Saturday, August 27th, 7.30 p.m. Eastern Time. Limit Wrestling presents Vacation Land Cup 2022. Another tournament. That's so many goddamn tournaments this month. Part of my language. For those who get offended like by that particular word. I do too, <laughs> but there are so many of them. There are a lot. Saturday, August 27th, 8 p.m. Eastern Time. ITW Noho Bar Pit Fighter X Battle of the Tough Guys Show 2, which will feature the remaining portion of that tournament, I assume. Sunday, August 28th, 3 p.m. Eastern Time. Sean Henderson presents, based on a true story, Matt DeMorris against Dylan McKay appears to be the main event there. Uh, Gabriel Sky, Barrett and Kirk, Marcus Mather, Casey Kirk on, all on that card. Sunday, August 28th, 4 p.m. Eastern. Invictus Pro Wrestling presents Let Them Fight Summer Wars. Invictus Tag Team Championship on the line. Milk Chocolate defending against Mucho Trouble on the main event. Much, much more on that card. Sunday, August 28th, 8 p.m. Eastern Time. The premiere of H2O Underrated Episode 39. And Monday, August 29th, 8 p.m. H2O presents Separate Wave live on IWTV. A main event, no rope, barbed wire, low life Louie and Matt Tremont against Anthrax and Alex Stretch. Lucky 13 defends the Danny Havoc Hardcore Championship against Brandon Kirk and much more on that card. That's what's on IWTV this week. Also, I want to confirm, Sidney Blackwell did piss himself when the last wrestling opens. The things that man will do for his craft. What a hero. All right, let's go ahead and get into this week's wrestling spotlight. This week's wrestling spotlight is going to be uh, none other than the the um, uh, the first time arrival over at AIW from this weekend. Uh, the Boston product, uh, Alec Price. Um, we have chose him. I have seen him many a times on the GCW shows, uh, Limitless, uh, Beyond. Uh, Alec Price has been kind of all over, but he's just kind of getting into the ether of AIW. He had a great weekend showing um, on the weekend. So what we're going to do is pick some matches. And uh, I am going to go ahead and um, be the first one to let you know the match for Alec Price. And I first got a, 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 a little bit of a glimpse into how good this guy was. And it was from uh, the Action Wrestling Southern Underground Pro uh, show from uh, December 31st, uh, 21, in the Restival uh, weekend. It was Alec Price and Adam Priest. Uh, I, at that point, I was not aware of him as, as much as I am now. He is outstanding. That match was outstanding. I give Adam Priest a lot of credit, but I highly recommend if you want to get a good glimpse as to Alec Price's skill set, uh, his personality, uh, I would go with with that show, uh, Kevin, from December 31st. A very good match. We actually reviewed that show that is available in the archive. Check that out wherever you listen to your favorite podcast. Uh, my match, uh, a match you had last month in the uh, middle of July, was part of Wrestling Open Epico 28. He actually had a match with Ikea Broner. 
And that was a very good match. I can't Brona doing I can't Brona thing, throwing him around, suplexing the crap out of him, right? Making a really nice comeback. It's just a little like eight minute ish match. Reckoning Open had 10 minute time limit for everything but the main event. So the match is maybe eight minutes. Just really good. I would definitely recommend checking that match out. All right. So for me, this weekend was my first viewing of Alec. Uh, left a very big impression on me in many ways. Hence why he is this wrestler spotlight. Also, if anyone's wondering, he is who Marcy is crushing on, just for the record. Hi. Um, <laughs> I went with, out of all the matches he had this weekend, because like I said, my first impression, um, I go with the title match against Joshua Bishop. Uh, very similar to like the Broner match. He got thrown around a lot, but he got to show like a lot of his stuff, a lot of his personality came off really well in this match. And I'm hoping, given the fact they had like a big title match this first weekend, hopefully that means we're going to see, be seeing more of him in AIW. Okay, yeah, I, 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 I agree with you, by the way. Uh, I, I hope Alec Price is back in AIW. I know, uh, I know that he, you know, he, this is the first time they got him here, but the more that AIW brings guys like this uh, into the fold, the better. Um, you know, I, I think he brings a freshness to the matches. They don't have a guy who looks like him. Uh, you know, he, he has that wiry frame. He can do a little bit of everything. Um, so I think the more you can, the more you can bring him on, the better for that roster as well. Uh, but yeah, it's, he's, he's in, he's going to be a, a huge star. Yeah. That's the one thing I did here. A lot of people come for the first time this weekend, really enjoyed getting a chance to see him one and want him back. Uh, the dude can demand. He's working the Northeast. He's working in, in down South. Come, I mean, yeah, I'm not, plenty, plenty of places you can see him at. So take advantage of it if you can in your area. Mm-hmm. Definitely. So yeah, be sure to check out these matches He's, and be sure yeah, to follow him on Twitter at the Prize City OG. And he's going to be at the Creative Pro Show uh, September 17th out in Melville, Long Island. So if you're in New York and you're going to that show, you're going to have a nice treat because. Uh, it he he's going to be out there. I, I don't know who he's his opponent is just yet. They just announced him today as being on that card. So I am I am really looking forward to being there. I'll be in the front for that show. All right. Uh, with that, we're going to go ahead and get into the week review. The weekly review. <laughs> Little cheap plug here with the review. Uh, we are sponsoring. At a podcast, the old wrestling extravaganza coming up this coming Sunday in Norwalk, Ohio. Not streaming live on IWTV. It'll eventually be up on demand. Uh, we also sponsored last year's extravaganza card that took place on August 29th, also in Norwalk, Ohio. That's the show we're reviewing here today. So uh, we've reviewed old wrestling before. Actually, the very first episode of IWTV Guy two years ago. Look, an old wrestling review. So it's not the first time we've covered them. Uh, I like to refer to old wrestling as 1920 Chikara. Very family friendly with, with a bunch of old timey gimmicks. You've got shoeshine boy, you've got uh, cop, you've got cowboy, you got all kinds of neat little stuff throughout, you know, sprinkled in throughout the show here. Yeah, I I agree with you. I, I, I watched them. This is the first time I've actually sat and gone through the entire show on an IWTV uh, stream. I have one or two gripes that I will bring up. Uh, one, the uh, announcers were analog, so I only had them in one ear during the show. And on the other ear was a noise that I could only describe as that old-timey ticking of a television broadcast or a film um, that did not stop the entire time. It sounded like a scratching record or a skipping record over and over again. As it should um, sound. 
Yeah. And it should sound. Well, I, mean, I will say, I will say it did drive me uh, close to insanity at certain points. I had to take the headphones out because I could not listen to the ticking and the analog announcers in my left ear and the ticking in my right ear. But the show itself was great. We'll go over it. But that, I think, I know you weren't going for authenticity, but if you're trying to drive the listener literally insane, <laughs> that's that's what happened to me during that. I, I watched going, this without headphones. And I had no issues with that. Yeah, I, I'm gonna. I think the assumption is that you're going to watch it without headphones. I, I mean, I don't think headphones were in the equation. But I mean, that's supposed to be analog. It's supposed to be like a 1920 gold timey type wrestling. I mean, that's that's the point. So not to so not to blame you, Jay Gold, but this is kind of your fault. <laughs> <laughs> not, not, so you're blaming. So what you're saying is you're blaming me. It's okay. Yeah, yeah. Not not to blame you, but we're blaming you exactly. Yeah, yeah. All right, my bad. My bad. Old D time wrestling. I I feel bad. So you know, it, it is. It, it's it's what it is. So I'm I'm I'm. You know what? But I once I got past that, I had a very easy time enjoying what the product was. So the show begins with the introduction of the new referee. He is the cousin of the former newspaper man, Inky Scoop. His name is Ruffy Count. I, <laughs> I I normally like little punny names, but that was a that was a stretch. Yeah, I was gonna say, of course it is. <laughs> I love it so much. How stupid! It just makes. <laughs> Okay, so our opening match is the Six-Man Cyclone match, which is the fancy name for Six-Man Tag. Vinny Mandelbaum, Clean, and Arthur McArthur taking on Marion Fontaine, Burley Bill Taylor, and Jock Campkin. Uh, Vin- Vinny Mandelbaum is the former Vincent Nothing, or the current Vincent Nothing. Guy who using different names and different gimmicks for what they normally do. Uh, Clean, of course, is Nasty Rust from the Jollyville Fuck It. Formerly the Jollyville Jeeper here in Old Ruckling, but they can't say fuck it, it's a family show. Everybody else is using their regular their, their regular independent name. Uh, the Mandelbaum team is basically doing strongman gimmick. Should be obvious with Arthur, Mithar- Arthur MacArthur anyway. <laughs> Arthur MacArthur is just Arthur MacArthur and in a different, different attire. I, I'm going to call old Artie Mac out for a second because he was wearing like the Old Navy long sleeve shirt <laughs> underneath his World's Strongest Man tights. But... <laughs> <laughs> but everyone else was doing great. Everyone else, everyone else was doing great. Okay, fun little kickman tag here. There are there are some neat spots. Uh, Bill Taylor and Jock Gamkin are drinking hooch, which is always fun. I, I'm a big fan of drinking moonshine while wrestling. Mm-hmm. I, I think my takeaway was um, these two teams have very different ways of training. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, uh, I I like uh, Jock Samson without shoes. That always works for me. Look, he and I like that he didn't need a name change because everybody automatically assumed he's just some drunk moonshine fella in general. So he didn't have to change being Jock Samson for anybody. <laughs> There's a neat spot where Fontaine tried to tag out, but Taylor and Campbell are both just passed out in the corner because they're being they're stone drunk. I'm a big guy. yeah. We got Vinny Mandelbaum team training in the middle of the match. Arthur is doing like like lunging in d- with Neek and the Fontaine back. The the uh, the scene where Mandelbaum is punching Clean's stomach while he's doing the the presses over his head. It, it was very Seinfeldy as he as he slowly jabs his abs as he's training on the side. I love that. I thought it was hilarious. 
I'm going to say it though. Lunges that Arthur was doing that turned into knee to to the back of Fontaine. That needs to be a permanent part of a Garkinal. Just do that every match. But that's fucking great. Bring it back. I think he's I think he's moving away from the world's strongest man gimmick with the whole bulking season tag champ thing now. So I don't know how much more we'll get of Artie Mac doing oldie time knees to the back lunge type things, but it is a good move set. Okay, we get a hot tag to Jock Samson. He starts punching air because he's drunk. He's keen triple, quadruple, whatever. He, but he, fights does pull- like, he fights like my one drunk uncle. <laughs> he does do he does do the Dusty Road flip flop and fly, which I'm always a big fan of. That's always fun. It's Jock Samson pinning Vinny Mandelbaum with a flash, eight minutes and twenty nine seconds. Just a fun opener. Great, uh, great sense of what old wrestling is in the first match. That that Jock Samson team was very Muppet like, weren't they? Like if you if you thought about what a Muppets drunk uh, uh, ju- uh, jug band would look like, I would think of that those three. <laughs> yeah, Emmett Otter, Jug Band Christmas. Like, yes, what do you think they were, were Emmett Otter. Yes, they were Emmett Otter. That's who they were. That's they were live action Emmett Otter's Jug Band. I also want to say, as far as um, just the show in general, I do love the little filter that like the show is. The show is shot in with like it, the screens crackling and everything. Also, it's just incredible having just a live band. Oh, I just, had to I had to stop and show my wife. I was like, you got to see this. They have these guys playing these guys' intros, and it was amazing. It's incredible. I think like I, 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 there's really no reason to really like recapture it in other wrestling companies, but it's just fucking fantastic to watch. Yeah. Okay. Match number two. We've got Black Tiger Lee Mitchell taking on Felino Blanco. Lee Mitchell is Lee Moriarty. This is a tribute to a uh, wrestler. I can't remember the first name off the man. I even looked it up the other day. I'm looking up again here. But with, uh, who is uh, who is Felino Blanco? I don't know if I want to give away the secret with the with him wearing the mask. Well, let's bleep it out. Can you tell me who it is? Home Lewis will bleep it on the edit. Oh, awesome! I did not know that. Better, better make sure you mention him. <laughs> That's pretty awesome. I like that. <laughs> Jim Mitchell is the guy that that uh, Lee Moriarty paying tribute to here. Uh, he, I, I've seen him say that he's the first that uh, Jim Mitchell was the first African American wrestler in modern history. I don't know how accurate that is, but one of the one of the first ones that really made a name for himself. Nobody really knows today because that was like eighty years ago. But yeah, the name's not ringing a bell. But good on him for doing it. Absolutely. Go so look at. What you would expect from these two guys, some good technical wrestling, some good high spots. Blanco yeah, had, uh, go on. Blanco with Katobe Kuikita nearly took out home office in the front and row. Then, and then he celebrates on home office's chair. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Uh, we got Lee Mitchell playing heel here. He's working the arm. He's poking in the booth in the crowd. He's basically, yeah, telling the crowd, yeah, go ahead and boo me. And the crowd you know, going ahead happy, and doing it. They're happy to oblige. We get a duplex counter into an inside cradle, which turns into like six different inside cradles before we finally get a near fall out of it. Uh, Mitchell shoves referee Jasmine Clearwater into the rope to crash Blanco onto the onto the top rope. That media goes into a double arm lock for the commission. Eight forty five. As far as far as a wrestling match go, this was probably the best wrestling match of the show. But that's yeah. not what this show is about. It's not about great wrestling matches. It's just about fun. That's I think it's one of my favorite things about the show too. Is there's a there's kind of a whole through line to like the story and everything, which we kind of glazed like grazed over in the beginning. Um, yeah, let's 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 talk about real quick the uh, the 
Secretary of Slams. There. Yes. And one was President uh, Taft. And the other, uh, if you could, Marcy, if you could give me the name again, it, it escapes me because I, I don't know. I just had a hard time remembering. Um, what was his name again? Oh, uh, oh uh, Vol- Volstead, right? That's it. Yeah. 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 Volstead. The Volstead. Because, uh, yeah. I like the fact that they actually had a President Taft on hand. <laughs> I thought they were just going to mention him casually, and then there was an actual President Taft, no, so that was pretty cool. There in the flesh. Yeah, yeah. But yes, they're determining the secretary. They were determining the Secretary of Slams, so anyone attending could vote. I wasn't caught up on the issue, so I chose to withhold my vote. I didn't want to make an uninformed decision. <laughs> Wait, was it was it leaving? It was leaving like little chips in the box, yeah. right? Yeah, yeah, outstanding. But yeah, it's this nice little self-contained story that kind of plays out as the show goes on. Yeah, yeah, which is the fun thing. But like, there is some stuff that plays off a previous show. But if you've never seen an old wrestling show before, like you're not going to get lost. And there's usually one story that tying the entire show in together. It's, yeah, it's, it worked. It worked very well. It's easy to view if you're not familiar with the product. Oh, our next matchup is Dick J. Layhart, <laughs> Dick J., the J stands for justice, taking on Buster Buckaroo. Hey, it says on my notes, the first thing I should do is ask Jay Gold how much he loves Buster Buckaroo. <laughs> <laughs> uh, I will say to you that uh, I want seeing uh, old Dick Lahart uh, was pretty great. Um, and uh, once Buster Buckaroo came out, I looked for that. Uh, uh, move forward 10 seconds on the app. I could not find it with the new IWTV app. Um, so I had to sit through it. <laughs> it was, uh, it was fine. It was fine. The gimmick is funny though. Uh, uh, Dick justice can make anything work. He's a, he, his personality is infectious. He rules. Yeah. Remember he was an impact for like a year and he had one match. Wasn't he with Grado? I, I, I didn't follow it that closely. I know his gimmick was he was the standby wrestler, so he would only wrestle if somebody didn't show up and he needed somebody to, to stand but to stand in, and he wrestled like once. Yeah, I think you're right. But here but here he is playing a cop. He is on the lookout for Gregory Iron, and he accused Buster Buckaroo of being Gregory Iron in the sky. And Buckaroo goes, although Greg Iron is a handsome man, he doesn't wear a mask, he doesn't wear a glove. I'm not him. And that's good enough. Expert logic. Uh, I got to give credit to uh, the officer Lahart for uh, wrestling with a cigar in his mouth the whole time. That was very, very impressive. <laughs> it's like me playing golf, not putting my cigar out while I'm hitting shots. That was pretty, pretty impressive. Again, another fun one here. Buckaroo dug uh, the the quick hit Kawada slash Kabashi chop to absolutely no effect. Uh, we do get a spot where Buckaroo is riding Lahart like he a whore, which is fun. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, Buckaroo go for a diving headbutt and Justice just hit an elbow to the head to stop it. I don't know why that's not a, ra- a counter normally. Like, that's great. Uh, we get Justice going for a heart punch. Buckaroo duck out of the way. And like a good thing Ruffy counts his pants were black because I think they would have changed color having how close he came to getting hit. <laughs> uh, there's a, a bot where Buckter Buckaroo rams Justice head into the turnbuckle 10 times and the momentum keeps Justice head hitting the, the turnbuckle for another 10 times. But finally, it looked like Justin is going to take the Mac off and unmack Buster Buckaroo to be Gregory Iron. But Buster Buckaroo go, I see Gregory Iron over there. And Justin go, where? Over there? Okay. And he like runs out of the ring, gets himself counted out. 
<laughs> I was going. I was going to say. I, I actually thought the finish was hilarious. Yeah. Seeing him actually leave the barn was was he left. I mean, it was he wasn't coming back. I, I love the. He went all in with it. He was like, "I'm I'm going out. I'm looking for Gregory Irons, and I am not coming back." And that was it. Was spectacular. There was no other way to end that. Yeah, the whole thing last five minutes and eighteen seconds, bell to bell. Obviously, a little bit more than that with some of the stuff beforehand, but. Again, good, just good, good, fun stuff. People say I hate comedy wrestling. Look at comedy wrestling. I love this fucking show. Yeah. There might be some good payoff to that in like a little bit too. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. We'll, yeah. We'll get to it. Okay. So our next matchup is one of our two main events of the evening. Judge Hugo Lexington Black taking on F.E. Davidson. And it's, it should be obvious by the name, but F.E. Davidson is F.E. doing a gay biker gimmick and it's fucking great. I just had to say as F.E. Davidson makes his way in. I, my first thought is, what a hog that he <laughs> show, shows up on. <laughs> I actually was thinking when he came in, though, I, I, I looked at it and it's, it's perfect what he was doing. Like, it was a little bit of uh, James Dean, a little bit of uh, the village people. He had a really good mix of things. And uh, the way the announcers had it was they kept calling him this young man. You know, likes to ride his motorcycles, this young fella. I thought it was great. I, I, re- I, re- I really liked it. <laughs> yeah, well, I, I talked to Effie at intermission, and he said he wanted to take the uh, even more over the top than he already did, but he was told family show, don't go too far. Yeah. Oh. Well, the revving the the revving the motorcycle every time he's on the on the ring ropes, the vroom, vroom. <laughs> I was really I was digging that. I thought that was great. I was very tickled by that. Yeah. I think my favorite spot of the entire show is him running around the ring like he's riding a bike and kicking and kicking the judge in the shin like that. <laughs> all that all that build all that build up for for basically dude love finished. Well, I'll tell you this: I am not a huge Ricky Shane Page fan, but I will say he is just as unlikable and dastardly as this judge character as you can get. He's like perfect in that role. The all white wrestling in a turtleneck. <laughs> And like, you know, those white slip on old people's shoes. It's just he just he was perfect. He that role is like the it's absolutely perfect for him. Now he does and, a very good very good job with that role. Yeah. Yeah. So we get a distraction. We got Beauregard, the butler, attempting to attempting to hit Effie with a with a gavel, it get it gets thwarted or while the referee's distracted. Judge Hugo grabs an overtime gavel, hitting Effie with it, gets the pin, seven thirty-five. And then Nick like a comically overguide gavel, like <laughs> I didn't know they made him that big. <laughs> I said they he went to hit him with the tiny gavel and then pulled out the Beetlejuice sized uh uh attack of the killer clown sized gavel to hit him with it. Now we're getting ready to get to intermission, but before that we bring out Representative Volstead to give his campaign speech. And let me let me tell you. Let me tell you, I was very unhappy <laughs> as he is sitting on the crowd. And it's just the camera casually pans over to me. I think I'm eating something. <laughs> Were you George Costanza eating the ice cream at the Yankee game? And so I felt more or less. <laughs> Marcy, what are you doing? I caught you eating a hot dog on camera. What is happening? <laughs> I was not a fan of that. Let me tell you. <laughs> well, the best part the best part is Dalton can inject you oblivious to the entire thing, by the way. I'm gonna throw that one out there. But so he so he gonna so he got some demands for when he wins the election for the Secretary of Clams. No one no one over two hundred pounds. We have to get more people in the building to make the money. 
no kid because they're annoying. Act a parent. I kind of agree with the no kid one. Not going to lie, but ha! Huh. I like bringing my kid to shows. She doesn't take up much space, and she's a full price ticket. Uh, uh, but she and she enjoys it very much. Now my my kid enjoys going to show show with me most of the time, but I, it's other people's kid I have an issue with. But <laughs> only my kid should be allowed. <laughs> <laughs> Well, I mean, if mine is not allowed to go in order to keep me away from other people's kids, so be it. But <laughs> you'll have to suffer this one today. You're taking one for the team, <laughs> champ. <laughs> and of course, that brings up pregnant task. He gets equal time because all, most of the voting can be done during the intermission. We get a neat segment during the intermission where Dick Justice re enters the ring and brags about how he beat the count. And the ring announcer, Pedro, I forget what Pedro's gimmick name is, go, that was an hour ago. Uh, <laughs> what do you mean an hour ago? You, you lost. And then somebody else said that they thought they called Grey Guy on the other side of the barn. We leave the ring again and run out the other side of the barn looking for Gregory Irons. He's dedicated to the job. We come back from intermission and we've got an Australian rule tag team match, which they make it very clear that you have to be in the corner and reach over the top rope to make a tag. And Jim Cornette of going, thank fucking God. But it is Sonny Defarge and Mr. Crumble taking on the shoeshine boy, Giuseppe E and Sonny T. So I, was, I was really happy to see those guys. Some good old, really good happy. old Italian shoeshine boys. Giuseppe and Sonny. <laughs> Giuseppe. <laughs> I heard the name. It just made me crack such a big smile. The best part of this is, it's like it didn't matter what kind of shoe you were wearing. If you were wearing a sneaker, they were trying to shine it. One person had flip flops on; they were trying to shine them. Like it was fucking great. Uh, I love, I love Defarge and Crumble. Oh my god! I was like, I was like, no, Philly. I'm like, yeah. I was like, Philly, please don't shine these filthy wrestling fans' uh, uh, flip flop feet. Stay away from them. <laughs> I, I love Defarge and Crumble too. They're great in this type of in this type of promotion. They're good wrestlers because they won't have a straight wrestling match. Because I was looking forward to this when it was announced. And these guys did not disappoint me. This was a lot of fun. Uh, they're they're a spot where they're going to give Crumble a shoe shine, whether he wants it or not. That's a that's a two person job, by the way. That's a premium shoe shine experience. <laughs> yeah. I don't know why he didn't want it. Premium shoe shine experience. Of, the nerve of this guy. Controversial decision by Ruffy Count. Crumble and Defarge are trying to tag, but he doesn't allow it because Defarge has taken the tag rope all the way to the center of the to the middle of the rope. It's not in the corner. Even holding the tag rope, damn it. Still counts. Some of these refs, they just get so power hungry. Yeah. I mean, they did say you had to be in the corner and in when they inter- had the rule. I mean, I get it, but tag well, rope is good for a reason, just, too. He had one toe stretched out to the corner. What would that have counted then? That would have been a judgment call, I think. <laughs> I've, I've never had that one come up. I couldn't even tell you. What I'd like to know is, Jayhawk, when are you going to get into some uh, uh, old wrestling be a ref? When they book me. <laughs> let's get it. Let's hey, old wrestling. Let's get it. That looks like book, fun. I'll do it. I would love a hashtag book Jayhawk for old wrestling. You yeah. got to get a better name though, but we'll figure it out. I'll figure something out. What would be your old wrestling name, Jayhawk, as a ref? Oh crap! Uh, come on, let's do it. I would probably use some form of my grandparents' name if I had to, if I had to do that. But I, I, I'm tired. I'd have to think about it. I feel like Gerald would be a good old timey name for you. <laughs> G- Gerald Eagle. <laughs> Ger- keep, keep talking, Ger- Gerald E. <laughs> I, 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 I'd have to do some thinking on on that seriously. That's not 
I can't say I spent a lot of time <laughs> going, what would my old wrestling name be if they booked me? Like, I never haven't spent that ton of time with that. You you should have this prepared. So in case they're like, hey, Melon, we need you. Like in uh, back to school, we have you there ready to go. You have the old name ready. You got the bow tie. You're all set. Okay, back to the match here. Uh, they have a spot where all four guys have everybody are holding everybody suspender. And they're like, this is a bad idea. Let's let them a- go as let them go at three. It's and a that real was a bad idea too. Because all four, all four people suspenders snap. They all fall down. They attempt to do a four-way kip up, and Philly can't do it, which is funny. <laughs> Match goes on a little while. We get a uh, double ankle lock called the shoe shine lock for a double tap out in eight forty-nine. Because the shoe shine boys are your winner. Fun stuff. Yeah, good match. Really fun. Really, the guys really do get into their gimmick. I, I really love seeing that. Um, that everyone, even like. I just think it's so cool to see even uh, who's the, the uh, card girl basically who walks around the ring with the, with the chalkboard. Who is that? They didn't give it. They didn't give a name that I remember. Oh, I couldn't tell you because she looks very familiar, but still even down to that, you know, bringing the, bringing the chalkboard around with the name, the next match on it. I just, I love it. I think everybody's into it. So that was just as fun that match. We move on from there. We've got Eden Holcroft, accompanied by Kidney Duckworth, taking on Dawn Delivery. Eden Holcroft is Aiden Von England doing a tennis player gimmick, which is fun. Doing a hoity, a hoity-toity English tennis player gimmick from like the the perfect English tennis player from like the forties, uh, high society. It's, it's, Definitely, that was that was one of the more perfect oh, for sure. uh, gimmicks that was running. Yep. yep. And Dawn Delivery is Abby Jane. This is just a little. Uh, this is just a little, nice little wrestling match. And so this one can actually played about as seriously as any match on the show is. There's still some fun stuff in it. Uh, finish comes with uh, referee Jasmine Clearwater being distracted. Holcraft using a tennis racket to get with a Russian lake for the pin and kick away. Any other thoughts on this match? No. Perfect. It's really fun. I like. I enjoy that. Coming up next is but the Butler Beauregard Gee Oak taking on Big Sue Jackson. That's a nice little fun one here. I like. I like Big Sue. I wish we called Big Sue more often. Honestly. And can I say, Big Sue is in the PVD Discord. Big Sue is always great to talk to. Yeah, just a, a, a level-headed, uh, a really friendly person, and I am very glad that I got a chance to meet and and kind of become friendly with Big Sue. So. Very lucky to see that match. I, I wanted to see it. I wanted to see Big Sue wrestle because I've never seen it before. And uh, I was not disappointed. Big big man with a lot, lots of agility. Oh, yeah. Not not very long at all. This match only goes about four minutes. Uh, there is a spot where Beauregard offers Sue some water and Sue just throws it into the, into the butler's face, which is fun. Sue gets the win with a fine buster. Four minutes and four seconds, bell to bell. Notice that we got no help from... Judge Hugo Lexington Black for a butler, even though a butler was out there helping him pretty much at will earlier. Typical Judge Hugo, let me tell you. <laughs> and from there we go to our main event. We are going to to uh, announce the winner of the Secretary of Flam. It looks like it's going to be an easy victory for President Tap, but we catch Agent Dick J. Lehart, who has still not found Gregory Iron, basically trying to take the little token out of Taff box and put him into Volk Dead box. Trying so hard, but failing so badly. Yeah. <laughs> so because we got chicanery and a recount have been asked for by Representative Volk Dead, 
That leads to a runoff match. Also, I want to say I really appreciate that somewhere in these town bylaws, they have a section on spider invasions. <laughs> yes. <laughs> it's always good to be prepared. So the runoff match, each candidate gets to pick their representative. No surprise, Representative Volstead picked Senator Cameron as Shepard to be his representative. Taft had nobody because he was not expecting this to happen. But we point to the crowd and ask the ice cream man, Tony Swirl, to be his representative. Tony Swirl! And add <laughs> and, and the caveat that if Tony Swirl wins, everybody's going to get free ice cream. Go, so, yeah, I know who the baby fake is right there. Everybody wants free ice cream. And to make sure that because it's a runoff match, we're going to make sure that nobody runs off. It's going to be a lumberjack match, which is always fun. They were what, prepared. They were so prepared. Now, what I like here is I've actually worked a ton of shows with Tony Quirrell in the past. He worked with Ice Man, Tony Johnson. The Ice Man and the Ice Cream Man. I like touch. I like that. That is cool. Yeah, I actually like this. I actually like working with this guy a lot. I'm glad to see him in a spot like this. And the gimmick is that he is getting his ass kicked for the first five minutes of this match because he's not supposed to be a regular can ice cream man. And I love how well how well that played out in the first half of this. Uh, you get the typical lumberjack stuff where the heels are going to help the heel and the baby fake crew like, what the hell is going on? Now there's actually an abdominal stretch where Shepard reaches and grabs Volstead and Volstead grabs the guy behind him and that guy grabs the guy behind him because there's like 10 people holding him for leverage. A ridiculously long chain. That is the, yep, that is the super Chikara move. That's the uh, everybody watch YouTube for that that move. Uh, that if, if you've had an internet since 2002, you have seen that move done nine trillion times. I like it. It was, it was, it worked out that way. Oh, yeah. Just, just a lot of fun. Uh, we get a spot. Tony Quarrel finally making a comeback. He gets a, what they call the big Quarrel backbreaker for two. And basically, he got a, a backbreaker where he's spinning around like an airplane spin. Fantastic. The over the knee backbreaker. Shepard tries to run out one side of the ring, but he's on the guy with the baby fake. So they grab him, they throw him back in. He tries to run again. This time he runs on the heel friendly side. So they're not throwing him back in. They're running with him. And that leads to the baby fake running after them. So everybody is just running around through the bar, brawling through the bar. This leads to Tony Quirrell diving on top of everybody. That's a ton of fun. I like that a lot. Get back, get finally get it back in the ring. Shepard go for a roll up and Quirrell counter get into a Mahi straw cradle. Get the one at 8.59. Free ice cream for everybody. Franklin Taft is your secretary of Clamp. He gets sworn in and we go off the air. And the people rejoiced. Yay. The swearing in got me too. I love that. They he gave him he gave him a line and uh Taft completely didn't say it right, and I was just chuckling to myself. <laughs> it was almost like he wasn't paying attention, he just wanted that to be over with. And uh <laughs> I'm gonna be completely honest with you. Having having been in attendance for this show last year, I was too distracted by all the kids going up to get their ice cream. I had no idea they even did the swearing in live. <laughs> I must say this. Is can they make Taft T-shirts? Because I would buy in a heartbeat some Taft merch. <laughs> <laughs> I hope Old listens to this and knows that I would do anything to get my hands on a President Taft uh, uh, old wrestling merch shirt. Uh, it, it, uh, definitely a thumb up show, though. I, I I love old wrestling. It's just a fun. This show with less than two and less than two hours getting it down for IWTV, uh, and we I think maybe maybe two and a half hours live with everything to cut out in the intermission. It's just a fun, easy to digest show. Yep they they made it really easy to watch. I love seeing you guys on there. Uh, in the past, uh, I, 
it's amazing how far we've come. And then I get to see you guys all on the in the in the audience for these shows. Uh, I'm a little jealous that that this kind of show, this kind of uh, creativity, can be done, and, and I can't I can't get any of that over here on the East Coast. So um, yeah, it's it's great. It's it just really fun watch and and really really goofy watch. So I gotta say, watching it, big pros are definitely like the presentation of it, the look. Uh, I also really like. Um, I had a thought and I lost it here. Give me one second. <laughs> I had a whole list of pros. Yeah. The presentation, I I really like that it has like one, there's one through line of a story that you can kind of just follow through the show. Yeah. So it makes each each show attending just its own fun little self-contained thing. Uh, I gotta say as a con though, don't like how they panned over to me when shit was being talked. <laughs> Not a fan, but it's still gonna be a thumbs up for me. And the presentation is the big thing for me. The way they've got the filter to make it look like it's an old-timey new new grill. Uh, honestly, if they would have aired the show in black and white, I may have been the only one to pop for it, but I would have been happy with that, too. Like, if you wanted to go all out with it, go all out with it. Like, it would not have bothered me at all with the presentation. Jay Gold, your thought? Oh, no, I give it a uh, thumbs up. I loved it. I, it was an easy, easy watch. I love seeing the guys that I know in wrestling change their gimmick and be so... The range. I mean, you got to give these guys credit. Even Jay Clemens, who becomes Jasmine Clearwater, everything that is that that these guys are able to do to change their gimmick a little bit to to lend itself to this old wrestling gimmick. It's very impressive, and I think we don't give these guys enough credit that they're able to go from one to another. So I, I mean, thumbs up. Really awesome. Love what they're doing. I, I, I am very, very impressed with the creativity of both the, the talent and the show itself. So really, really good thumbs up for the show. Can't wait to see the new one. Really excited that we are um, sponsoring it. Uh, really glad to be a part of, of what this is. And I really do hope one weekend that I'm out there, I'm able to watch that. So it's great. I mean, you were you were asked to come into town for the weekend. I I tried. I tried. Unfortunately, I just couldn't do it. I apologize to everyone. Um, I would have been there. I just did not have the ability to get into town for this. All right, let's go ahead and get things wrapped up. Marky, what do you got to plug this week? You can find me on Twitter and Instagram at eGirlFemboy, boy spelled B O I. And follow me on Twitch, twitch.tv slash eGirlFemboy. Be sure to check out my other podcast, X Over. And that is everywhere you can check me out. Follow me on Twitter at RefJayhawk. Follow me on Instagram at Jayhawk1539. You follow me on Twitch, ref, uh, twitch.tv forward slash RefJayhawk. Yeah, how much attention I've been paying to my Twitch lately, and I can't remember the fucking website. And if you need to see me in person, I should be in attendance for Old Ruckling that it, on Sunday in Norwalk. That is the plan to be in attendance. I will be managing at River City Ruckling and at the... Uh, Akron Turner Club in Talmadge, Ohio on Saturday. If you want to yell mean things to me, plug in, yell mean things back. And that's my frustration because the Cleveland Guardian, but I'll still be angry about that whole thing by Saturday, I'm sure. <laughs> well, you can find me on Twitter at Jiggle12. Um, tomorrow I'll be in the office as well as I am the whole week. And I'll be with, uh, if you catch my Griff's host, uh, Austin, tomorrow night with him and my brother. We'll be having some drinks together. Um, please rate, review, and subscribe wherever you listen to us. Don't forget about our merch store over at BrainBusterTees.com. I know we're working on the new logos for the shirts and everything. Uh, please give a listen to our podcast, friends. Wrestling Cheers, Pod Van Dam, the super fantastic podcast. If you catch my grip, the A-Show, at Odds with Wrestling, where I'll be doing a toy hunt 
Doll Safari with Adam Van from At Odds with Wrestling this Friday. X over with our very own Marcy, and the card is going to change. Uh, listen, uh, don't forget our other friends. Uh, JCP Designs, the official graphic designer of IWTV Guide, PWPonderings.com, Time Capsule Toys, Toy Hio, Big Starks Brand, Set Tab Photo, Smoke and Jay's Barbecue, the best barbecue in Ohio, and Kayfabe Collectibles, the New Jer- uh, the Florida office is now open. Um, that's all I got. Great talking about this show this week. Looking forward to uh, being a part of it this weekend. And as the late great Bobby Heenan once said, I don't think they pushed Greg Gagne hard enough. They should have pushed him off a cliff. Okay. Kapoor Independent Wrestling, everybody. We'll be back next week. <laughs> See ya. Bye.